calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Buffy and Frodo were in the Hogwarts library late into the night, prepping for the final trek into Mordor. Liz, I have to stop you. Why? Because this already sounds like the greatest story of all time. This is World Stealers. We're thieves. We are. We just steal worlds left and right. We're fun thieves, like Robin Hood thieves. Yeah. Or like, like, a, like a bank heist. We take from the Disney franchise of Marvel and everything else that they own and we give to the poor. Ourselves and Ourselves you. Ourselves and you. Welcome. You'll never have to pay for this. Oh, man, this. Okay, here we are again. Are we, how many episodes are we now? Where I don't know. I think we've done nine. So this is, I lose count here out in the fe- in the battlefield, uh, Liz. Out here in the battlefield, I lose count of the number of episodes we've done. We've lost a lot of good men. We've lost so many good men, too. I've seen things. I've seen things. We should have given them shields, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we were so Tough. We just wanted to save some money. <laughs> we just were like, swords are enough. And easier to make, really. Less surface area. And, you know, you've got a blacksmith who can make it. It's just has to be pointy. It's That's all, all you need. You need. Uh, we were wrong. We were so wrong. <laughs> and so here we are again. Picking, picking a fan fiction. Always picking. Always choosing. (laughs) (laughs) Always watching and reading. I know how the sorting hat feels. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but you know what, Tiny Army? We're so happy you're here with us. We're so happy. We love you. You give us energy even after you've died on the battlefield because we didn't properly equip you. They like go out and like put one tiny hand up and they go, all for you. Uh, all right, Liz. Uh, Tiny Army, you get unlimited response, so don't worry about it. Yeah, absolutely. In the same spot, too, which is very helpful because yes. you don't have to go back. And then you like, know exactly you, what's going to be there. Like, yeah. Yes, yeah. You can pick up your items. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so we only have a couple of franchises left. Oh, so we've still got Sabrina. Yep. 
uh, the teenage witch, the not teenage not witch. the really terrible uh, remake with Harrison Ford. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Just clarification. You know what? Audrey Hepburn and Humphrey Bogart did it. Enough. Don't, yeah, d- yeah, yeah, don't yeah. redo it. Don't redo it. Uh, we still have Pokemon. We mm. still have X Men. Oh, we're getting down oh, to the wire. Fun. All right, Liz, you're picking the fandom this Here time. I go. Pick it, pick it, pick picking it. Picking the pick fandom. It. There's only three left, so what'll I choose? So much crinkle. What is it? What is it? What is it? <gasps> X-Men. X-Men. I love X-Men. Okay. I love X-Men. I used to read the comics when I was a kid. I have written X-Men fan fiction back in, but in Rogue back oh, in high school. Wow. I, yes, I'm obsessed with okay. X-Men. This is like my fucking like power spot, Tiny cool. Army. This is mine that I could take or leave, to be honest. <gasps> wow. I don't dislike it. I've seen some of the movies. Okay. I think they're fun. Okay. I wasn't a comic book reader as a kid. Cool, fair, fair, fine, yeah. fine. But you know what? I got this. Okay. I, I could do this. Here's what you need to do. You need to dip into some X-Men like wiki. Okay. You need to learn about characters cool. and how fucked up they were by the movies. Don't get me wrong. I love the movies, but okay. there's interesting epic shit that happens in the comic books. Interesting. Have you continued listening to the Wolverine podcast? I haven't, but I really liked it. Yeah, I've been listening. It's there are like six episodes in now, I think. Is it still good? They're it's turning weird. it into a comic book. Are which they? Which is ironic. It's interesting. I have a little trouble with the pacing sometimes mm-hmm. because I feel like it moves really, really. There, it, because it's a podcast, there is by necessity a lot of exposition. Exposition. Yeah. yeah. But the voice acting is really good. The production is really um, good. Scott Asdit from 30 Rock Oh, plays the sheriff. Oh, wow. Um, and the last episode had Chris Gethard on as a weird librarian. Very cool. So there's some like, you know, some comedy people that I really like. Cool. Yeah, the acting's really good. So it's like exposition, exposition, exposition. A lot of stuff happens. Exposition, exposition. So it's like, it's weirdly paced. Okay, okay. Um, that makes sense though. And sometimes with the like, the sound effects and all stuff, I'm like, wait, we get it. You're dark. It's dark. We get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's fun. It's weird. There's a cult. Okay, I'm going to um, listen to it. The cult episode was really shit. creepy and good. Yeah, okay. Okay. it's fun. Awesome. So your exposure to X-Men is basically just the movies. Yeah, really just the movies. I, I watched the cartoon show a little bit yeah, as a kid. Yeah. It was like on after the cartoon of Ghostbusters. I think. Yeah. So I don't have like a, I feel like I have some understanding of like Wolverine. Oh, did you, you know what else I was really into? I mean, you maybe didn't catch on to is there was like X-Men Evolution which okay. was like a reboot of the cartoon series that happened in like the early 2000s. That was really good. I, it was like may... young Jean Grey and oh. young Cyclops. Interesting. No, I don't think I did watch that. I might like find them on YouTube and send them to you. Okay. Because they're only like 20 minutes long. Right. And I'll send like you, you can power through a season so fast. Cool. And then maybe I'll get a hold of some of the best of the, like they have graphic novels that will take you 20 minutes to read that'll really like solidify certain characters and make you feel cool. good on the inside. Yeah, X-Men is my wheelhouse. Awesome. Comic book nerd over here. What, what? Yeah. Um, okay, well, do you want to pick a... Um, oh, a genre? Oh, my mm. God, if it's smut. Mm. Oh, my God, if it's smut. I already know what I'm right. Okay. Because you've already written it. Okay. Let me see. What will it be? What will it be? What will it be? <laughs> this is so appropriate for X-Men. Angst. Uh, okay. One angsty, grumpy ass character. Here's the challenge, not picking Wolverine. Yeah, I was just going to say that's basically like, because he's just pure angst. X-Men angst is 
Wolverine the Long Night, which is the Marvel podcast. Right, right, right. That's all that it He's is. He's famously so, so angsty. So I've, uh, being, the, as we both are, the same kind of, um, I think, have values about writing. Um, we're both going to reject angstiness, I think. Or both yeah. going to reject picking Wolverine, I think. Right, because you know what? It's just, it's so easy that it's difficult. It's too easy. Yeah. Yeah, and and also just like, it's it writes itself and not in a good way because you're just yeah. redoing tropes. So now the challenge is what other characters are very angsty. Oh, and there's so many. <gasps> I already know. What do you got? Nightcrawler. Okay. Nightcrawler's Mystique's son. There's a whole background about how he didn't know about his mom and then blah, blah, blah. I'm, Wait, Nightcrawler's Mystique's son? Yes, girl. You would not get that With from the Magneto, movies. With I think. Oh, do you? Do they go over that in the movies? No, they really don't. Oh, they I'm don't. telling you, this universe is big. Yeah, because Nightcrawler is Alan Cummings, right? Yes. And then Mystique is Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, but it used in the new ones, so it used to be Rebecca Romaine. Oh, I didn't know that. Also, Mystique, first non-binary uh, comic book character. Okay. Because if you think about it, Mystique, yeah, even though she or she pronoun, Mystique can be a man or a woman. True. And has, in the comic books, had sex with women as a man form. Okay. But, but she, she can get it. She does have a ovaries and a uterus. So she's like non-binary, but has female reproductive parts. Interesting. So it's like, it's this identity and this like fluidity that they discuss like really, really well, especially in the last 10 years. And it's like fucking comic books, man. Your comics are cool. Particularly Marvel. They really attack like, like social dynamics in like an awesome way sometimes. And I'm just all about it. Yeah. I really, I love, and the writers that they hire, Mm-hmm. Like, uh, was it Ta-Nehisi Coates and Roxanne Gay were doing Black for Panther? Black Panther. For, which is just like, that's dope. You guys, X-Men cool. is, is usually at the forefront of that. X-Men is usually doing the biggest challenges. Like the, the new iteration of Logan that the new movie is out for was mm-hmm. written by someone who was like doing some really fucked up kind of, not like he was fucked up. I mean, he was like fucking up the genre right. in a cool way. Anyway. Well, X-Men makes it sort of easy to do that because it's the whole premise of that um, world is all of these mutants who are like essentially a metaphor for people who are like oppressed and outcast from society. Absolutely. Which is great. I lo- I mean, that's a great thing about Marvel. It's just like the 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 depth of character development. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a Harry Potter thing, you know? Oh, oh, oh Marvel. I so, love you. Good. So, good. <laughs> I don't so, love the Avengers, good. but I love X-Men. Okay. So, um you don't have a character yet, but you don't know much about the world. I don't. I you know what? Yeah, I want to do a little prep. Fine. I'm fine with that. If that's if that's cool with oh, everyone. Tiny course. Army, is it okay if I take some time on this one? Tiny Army forgives you. I know they do. Thank you. But, but true, your parents are the Generalissimo and Generalissima. So my mom's gonna call me tomorrow and be like, why wouldn't you have done your homework before you got there? Don't you should know there's only eight franchises, Liz. Yeah, could um, have just researched all so of them. Not that much work, okay? Harvard. My parents pay for that education for nothing. For nothing. So you can make a podcast so about make a podcast. They did. She did it for you, Tiny Army. Yeah, true. Everything has been for you. Everything. Up my life up to this moment. <laughs> and for you. Comic book series turned hit movie franchise X Men is about a team of humans with a genetic mutation known as the X gene on the 23rd chromosome, which results in varied and awesome superpowers. If this sounds extremely biologically improbable to you, that's because it is. But it's also super cool, so shut up and let us have it. The younger X-Men attend school at Professor Charles Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters, 
where they develop their powers and presumably also like, I don't know, do math? They also fight for equality between mutants and humans in an often anti-mutant bigoted world. If this sounds like a thinly veiled allegory for racism and various other isms, that's because it is. Comic books have historically been hella progressive, no matter what the self-appointed dude bro gatekeepers of nerd culture would have you think. Hi, Liz. Hi, Kate. How are you? So good. Oh, my goodness. Um, are you ready for X-Men? I have never been more ready for anything <laughs> in my life. I want to hear all the emo shit you wrote. Yeah. Yeah. The emo angsty. It's pretty It's pretty angsty. So when we originally, I was like, um, I'm going to write about uh, Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did the research on Nightcrawler and uh, I learned that the X-Men world is pretty fucking batshit crazy. I don't know if you've, well, I went deep into the comics. Yeah. So I, I pretty much sk- stayed on the surface with the movies. Right. There's right. There's still a lot of, you know, crazy shit. But oh, there's a lot of insanity. I imagine yeah. comics just, there's so, I feel like comic books hit a point where they're like, oh, there's a million issues of this. We've run out of plot. Let's go to the dark place yes um yeah and also just like inventing things because i don't know you've mashed words together like some of the characters that were side mutants were stuff like mat like matchmaker or like um the spinstress or something they were just matchmaker make like fire matches who knows like hook people up literally who knows i mean they, <laughs> I, I, sometimes they'd like even on the wikipedias they didn't describe what their powers were they just had a weird name and they were like she's a witch and mm. there wasn't like a full-on yeah it was and anyway i but i did enjoy like going back and reading because i read the comic books from 1968 or whenever they came out oh to, that's fun yeah because i wanted to like get a feel for dialogue and see if it truly had changed so much that it was like adaptable to everything or if there was like a real way that these characters talk and that that carried through over the decades. And guess what? The greatest thing about these comic books, and I have a feeling this applies to all Marvel things, is you can literally do whatever the fuck you want because so many writers have rewritten the storylines. Yeah. That it's basically like the, the, the movies that we see now and the comic books that are coming out now are just fan fiction already. That's great. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. So um, yeah. one of my favorite internet things lately has been following i think her name is gail simon on twitter okay and she's a writer of comic books she's done a lot of i think mostly for marvel okay and she just sometimes will screenshot an exchange she has with Mm -hmm. a like uber fan of whatever sure i'm sure and one of them she tweeted something like innocuously funny like Mm -hmm. i think the punisher should smile more (laughs) and so this guy like got up her ass and was like well if you really understood like what the punisher was and she was like i i wrote the punisher Mm. and he didn't think she was serious and she's like no 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 which is she sent him a a shot of her like collection of comic books many which like had her name on them and he was like okay so i see that you've read a lot of like wonder woman or whatever she's like no look harder i wrote them i wrote them i wrote the punisher i am a wonder woman um but it's interesting because there's so many it's gone off in so many directions that Mm -hmm. there are fans out there too who are like that's not real mm-hmm. and you're like well it doesn't matter it doesn't matter there's it doesn't so many epi- everything's real everything is real now which i like yeah i and i like that about 
the comic book genre and I like that about um, kind of the general philosophy that like uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby started with and how Marvel's gone and anyways just, and I would say DC Comics too like all comics in general it's like a great anything thing about is game fantasy in general like that's one of the one of my pet peeves you see this a lot with stuff like Game of Thrones where women will be like does there have to be that much rape and men will be like well, that's how well, it really don't, was. Don't, that's what it was like. And you're like, when? When there were dragons? Yeah. Back it's in fantasy. The, it back in the day. Whatever when there you was want. dragons and we were all living in Westeros. Yeah. Remember the Dothraki? Right. Remember that? I do. <laughs> they were great. What an army. I'm so glad I don't live during that time, though, because of all the rape. <laughs> and also because that, that I time never existed. recollect. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, no, but that's, it's both, I guess, like the blessing and the curse of the fan- fantasy as a genre, fantasy and sci-fi as a genre, yes. but it really can be whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And you can decide that you, you're you like hard sci-fi and there are rules or you can be like, I don't know, Harry Potter, we make up spells when we need there to be spells for convenience. Well, okay. So I do have to say though, in the fantasy world, like that, that specifically this fan fiction that I wrote about Nightcrawler um, does live within the laws of Christianity because... Nightcrawler's background, and we may or may not cover this in a synopsis for this episode, but Nightcrawler um, is a descendant of uh, Mystique, and he's Mystique's oh. son, and a angel called Azazel, oh. um, who's literally an angel from heaven, okay. who becomes... <laughs> Did you just occur me? A little Cardi B for you. I like that. Thank you. Um, he literally falls from heaven and becomes like an evil demon mutant, but he's essentially was originally an angel. And then um, as you get like further and further, like deep into the X-Men timeline, Professor X dies and Jean Grey dies and they all go to heaven and then Nightcrawler dies and Nightcrawler goes to heaven. And then in heaven, he meets his father and his father tries to like take over the world and wants the mutants to be the master race. And Nightcrawler comes back from heaven, back from the dead mm-hmm, re- mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. real life um because he wants to stop his dad from like basically dominating the world i don't know the full storyline but that's where we're at but like spoilers for the apocalypse basically sure sort of yeah, yeah. so so anyway it's it's so this is all in like a recent reboot of x-men i forget what it's called but it's um it came out like 2014 um and so i read a bunch of comic books from that era from that series of writers and from this timeline and and um storyline where nightcrawler come dies comes back from heaven whatever the the school for gifted children moves to central park gene gray becomes like a like a sentient god who fades in and out of existence the whole fucking thing that is a wild timeline it's really great (laughs) um okay let me pull up and i there's one thing i did in my research that i want to discuss briefly we're discussing a lot i know i want to get to the story but also there's so much to unpack with x-men this is just a quick thing for our feminist internet drones um i want everyone to uh enjoy this thing that I enjoyed. Okay, so I was always researching on Wikipedia and on FanWiki about Nightcrawler and his history because I was trying to figure out what I was going to write about. Um, I found just this just this one sentence. Nightcrawler later helped Storm liberate Africa from her uncle's control. One sentence. 
didn't describe anything else. I started looking into Storm because I was like, I need to understand why her uncle's in charge of Africa and why is this written as if Africa is a country? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, which I felt like is classic with Wikipedia. And then later on that day, after I'm done writing my X-Men fan fiction, uh, New York Times sent me a notification of an article that is titled, Wikipedia isn't officially a so- social network, but the harassment can get ugly. And then it's just an article all about how the editors of wikipedia are on the whole cis white males and how they torment anyone else who is a wikipedia editor who's not a cis white male whether they're a trans man or they're a woman or they're a gay man or whatever like they just fucking harass the shit out of any editor Mm -hmm. which is mainly volunteers too yeah i mean i so that's kind of funny because i once signed up to do an afternoon of wikipedia editing where all we did was we went to the like bios of prominent women of history or just like prominent sure. women in general. Oh my God. Um, and we didn't even really do fact checking so much as we just went to their pictures mm-hmm. because fun fact about Wikipedia, most articles or not most, but many articles about famous women have pictures of men in their profile pictures, right? So it should be a picture of the woman, but it's often the woman standing with her husband or standing with her father or like there are somehow men involved in that picture. And that's the same as not true of men. So basically the person leading this seminar, Mm -hmm. all you want to do is change their pictures so it's just them. You can either find a better picture or you can just crop men out. And I was like, I love this. Yeah, and you can just do that. It's really easy to do. It's super easy to become a a Wikipedia editor. You just like sign Mm, up to do it. Okay. And it was amazing how many women's bios have pictures of men in them. And you're just like, why? And it's because men make those. Yeah, they do. The numbers are like 80% or something crazy, which I kind of knew. But it just it became super relevant to me just like as I was reading about comic book history because so there were so many like cast aside sentences about the women characters and then of course paragraphs about like the deep emotional tension of the male characters but but whatever to be fair Storm's profile picture is just of her and she has an awesome white mohawk so you know what I, who knows I I who just can say? I just knew that like Google in the New York times were speaking to each other because they knew I read that sentence about how storms uncle is in control of Africa, the entire continent, which also, yeah, well, you know, president the, of Africa, <laughs> the comic book writers <laughs> also probably didn't help with this because although this storyline did come out in 2000 and like 14, so it's not like that's helpful either. But anyway, yeah, you would think by 2014, we would have at least discovered that Africa was a continent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, what? maybe not, maybe not. So we're dealing with Nightcrawler. I might stop and describe some things that are from the lore um, of the story, but whatever, whatever, we'll get to that. Are you ready? I'm ready not only for your story. I am ready for the accompanying German accent. Uh, okay. One mm-hmm. of the reasons I picked this storyline is he doesn't have a German accent. Because oh, I you sneaky know. Pete. I know. Well, because he goes to heaven and when he comes back, his accent's gone. That is how heaven works. Because I do know that, yes. <laughs> because I guess, I don't know why. I just know that his Because voice. heaven has no nationality. Heaven has no nationality. You learn and so all languages. Obviously, the dabble. default nationality is to come back with an American accent. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> We're number one. <laughs> I don't feel good about that. Okay. Let's do this. So he doesn't have an American accent. This is so angsty, Liz. Oh my God, I'm so excited. You don't even know. Um, I love angst. 
three pieces of the same heart torn apart by fate. My mother and father, angels of hate and revenge, brought me into this world, I suppose, to rain down their vengeance. I didn't fulfill dear mother and father's wishes. However, like many of us cast aside, the rejects of families that expected obedience, I had built my own family. A beautiful, accepting family that fought for all the things Mama and Papa hated. Human rights. I'd like to think that Mother had the capacity to love humans, maybe not as much as she loved her fellow mutants, but enough to consider genocide a crazy idea. But she was changed now by my father, by time, by Magneto, by the flaws of man being a little too hard to escape. Oh my God. It's very angsty and dark and depressing. Oh, I That's what I went him, for. Though. Okay. Oh, he's a millennial. I Exactly. He's very like, well, he went to heaven. So he's very yeah. like all up and like uppity about it. It's like, um, I have literally been to heaven. So I know what this should be like. <laughs> I'm better than everyone. And I hate it. <laughs> it's so hard. I was like, I was really, I listened um, to my chemical romance while I was writing. Oh, this. yeah. So yeah, you you'll, did. you'll probably feel that as I continue. <clears throat> my parents had escaped heaven to wreak havoc on earth and the mortal realm and while I had come back to stop them or at least to keep their powers at bay I wasn't looking forward to our next family reunion on this night I teleported back to the bar of my welcome back party where my true loving family the one that I chose was waiting with a few pints of beer and no idea that my biological parents were well being their old psychopathic selves, I guess. I should say, okay, so during Kurt's welcome back party that everybody, all the X-Men are throwing him, um, it's crashed by Mystique and Azaz- Azazel, his dad, mom and dad, because they again want to take over the world and he has to stop them. And then he goes back to his welcome back party. So that's where we're at, at the, in space and time. So he's already like taken a break for his welcome back party to go fight to his parents. To go fight crime, yes. And now he's back again. So he's gone and fought out of his parents, which happens in the comic book, but this is in the in-between, which isn't in the comic book. Like okay, this cool. is in between panels. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I also will say, I love the concept of chosen family. That's very now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very it's, in the spirit very, of X-Men. It's true for when this story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. His, his, a lot of their families have disowned them, you know, as, mm-hmm. as we've talked about before, X-Men is an anthology or a analogy to LGBT like race stuff, like, you know, and about being accepted by society because you're different yeah. and he's literally different. He has blue skin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I teleported back to the bar of my welcome back party where my true family was waiting with a few pints of beer and no idea that my biological parents were, well, being their old psychopathic self, I guess. Elf, you missed the first round of Zip Cup, shouted my long friend Logan as I appeared again on the bar stool at the back of the bar. Where have you been, you blue Slim Jim? <laughs> He must have emptied a keg or two to be so jolly in his greeting and to be playing with an actual drinking game with Cyclops, who he hated, and I was surprised he hadn't killed him earlier in the night. I raised a hand, acknowledging Logan. He grunted and tossed a shot glass in the air, which was quickly zapped into microscopic pieces as Cyclops, also red-cheeked and loud, blew apart the glass with his eye lasers. I wanted to participate in the fun of it. They all seemed so happy that I had chosen to return. 
all still mortal and fighting to survive in a world that often wanted them dead. They were all terrified of the end. They barely grasped that I had just returned from heaven, which was heaven. (laughs) I didn't have my friends, sure, or drinking games, or even my family, despite old papa being an angel. But it was comforting and lovely and safe, everything I had never known this world to be. I'd want to ask if you're feeling blue about this whole transition, but it feels like a tired analogy. Said a voice behind me, in a deep-set, sultry way. I spun on my stool to see Storm, standing cross-armed and leaning against the bar. She never fell for the antics or nonsense of the others, something I loved her for. She was a mother to me, or at least an important aunt, always catching me at my lowest, sometimes with the help of a gust of wind. Oh, It's quite a change for me, I sighed, gave her a smile to try and turn the mood I was in. But it had to be done. You know, we're all grateful to you. None of us would be here if Azazel succeeded. She swept her powerful hand out to demonstrate the dozens or so of people, well, mutants actually, littered in the old pub, enjoying themselves and enjoying living. Anytime. I said, remembering that, yes, actually, when I was alive, I had a pretty good sense of humor. This is giving me hard, like, Buffy season six vibes. Oh, you know that's where yeah. I pulled it from. You know, girl. You pulled that was me out also, of heaven. That was also a very depressing part yeah. of Buffy. That was you know? a dark timeline. And it's the same storyline. He's, like, kind of upset to be not in heaven. Yeah, I would be. And I think, based on what happens, he can, like, with his dad or being an angel or whatever, he can never go back. Oh, I think in the lore of the comics, but oh, you only get one shot. Yeah, you only get that's, one shot. That's very all dogs go to heaven. I don't know if you remember that movie. I do. What a terrifying concept for a children's movie <sighs> that was. Totally terrified. It scared me so much, <laughs> so much. <laughs> okay, all right. <clears throat> so we're now. Time has passed. Cool, cool. Jobs weren't an issue in heaven. Jobs were definitely something that would be found in hell. That and teenagers. I had poofed, or teleported, from one side of the classroom to the other to catch my tossed chalk, and they had all scoffed at me. Usually a pretty good trick, and I would have much rather taught the younger students instead of teenagers, but there weren't that many given that mutant powers mature at puberty. Powers and attitude, apparently. (laughs) The day went by excruciatingly slow. My first day of teaching European mutant history, something I actually enjoyed, convinced by Storm to do so. But because the little mutant teens would often explain that they'd learned the coursework already through telepathy or turn their laptops into sand accidentally or one little punk named Scorpion Boy just decided to poke his classmate in the middle of my breakdown of how the Crusades were actually to kill off mutants in the East and I had to call him Beast to give an antidote before the student shriveled up into a husk. (laughs) Oh, I just want to say, as someone who has taught teenagers, accurate? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God, if my kids could have given each other poisonous stings, you know they would have been. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like, you have these teenagers with powers. What a fucking nightmare. Plus, I feel so hard with being like, this is going to get them. This is really going to entertain them. And then them being like, just not impressed. Yes. Yes. Um, Okay. And also, Kurt was a circus performer. So I feel like for him to not get a laugh, it's like kind of a big deal for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, 
Lunch came as a moment of solace, finally, as I teleported immediately into the teacher's kitchen lounge and began searching for the only thing that could make me happy. Looking for these, Kurt? Logan stood in the doorway, gruff but unaffected from the weekend's celebrations. He held up a box of blue raspberry Pop-Tarts. Yes, thank goodness. Do we always have these, or... Only when we know there's a certain circus performer in our ranks, said another voice, eloquent but still gravelly. Beast lowered a newspaper from in front of him where he was sitting at the large wooden table. I hadn't noticed him, but my senses were a little wonky from still being dead before. Thank you, I said, before snapping a bamf near Logan to retrieve the box. Jesus! said Logan, who immediately snapped out his blades to slice at the blue smoke where my bamf had disappeared into again, the Pop-Tarts box now in my hands, and Beast giving a small laugh as he removed his glasses. Sorry, is a bamf a technical term? Yes. So when he comes back from heaven, he has these tiny demons that he can summon, and they're just like little chibi versions of himself, and they do his bidding. Uh, I just want to throw that in there because I think it's really cute. That is cute. They will be on our Instagram. Get excited. The bamps are fucking adorable. I always think of BAMPS as uh, an acronym for badass motherfucker. Well, it's it's um, it represents the noise he makes when he poofs. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Kurt, Nightcrawler, is very charming and adorable. And yeah. I could read comics just about him all the time. Okay. Seems you've developed a new skill, Beast said. Great. All we need is more blue demons wandering around this place, said Logan under his breath. Beast and I locked eyes in it. Ignore him this time, agreement. I opened the silver package and shoved an entire pastry in my mouth. But after a few chews, it felt like I felt the excitement drain from me. It tasted like styrofoam and sugar. Not pleased? Asked Beast. I shrugged. No, it's fine. Do they have Pop-Tarts in... Logan started to say, then glancing back and forth between his two blue friends... No, they don't, I answered. I didn't want to get into the details of what the upper tier of existence was like, mostly because it was hard to put into words, but also because some of it was just weird now that I was thinking about it in the context of the earthly realm. We would all submerse ourselves into our memories together, feeling all the most extreme emotions as one, but able to disassociate so that the feelings were painted and we appreciated them as relics of our past souls. And I just knew that starting to break this down for Logan would send him away yelling. <clears throat> that actually sounds like a nightmare I know. heaven is a nightmare <laughs> we can't imagine what you've given up but we want you to know that I know I said quickly spitting out little bits of blue chewed dough can't be that great if they don't have pop tarts right <laughs> said Logan patting my back too hard right I said through a cough a bell went off in the distance softly signaling the start of another class period I sighed heavily, knowing that I have to fend off the worst of mortal existence for another two and a half hours. You know, I've got a free period now. Mind if I come into your class for a bit? Asked Logan, following me to the door to the hallway. Uh, I guess, I said, putting a hand on the doorknob, a move of courtesy since I was readying myself to poof to my desk in the classroom. Logan has a bit of a reputation with the students, said Beast, standing up from the table and folding his paper. Yeah, I scare the living piss out of them, <laughs> Logan said, chuckling. The rest of the day wouldn't be quite so much like hell as I thought it would.
Oh, the end. Oh, it's a little one. Just a little angst. It's a good little just angst. Just a little sad moment for Nightcrawler. Yeah. And I imagine the rest of his life will be pretty sad because he's not in heaven anymore. Yeah. It's got to be a rough transition. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, any critiques for me? <laughs> no, I love that. I think you're right. I mean, I, I think both of us kept our angst stories on the shorter side. Yeah, because no one wants to be dark and depressing forever. Oh, God. Yeah. After a while, you got to come out of that. I mean, I was reading angsty fan fiction and I was like, I was like, oh, God, this is me at 15, and I lived it, and I don't need to live it again. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to write a multi-chapter angst, you've written Twilight, and nobody wants nobody that. Nobody wants Yeah. But I wanted to, you know, I have to add a touch of humor to everything that's dark and sad. So yeah. This was, so I did that. No, I thought it was lovely. You really felt for, um, for Nightcrawler. And he wanted, he was trying he so hard. It. Yeah. He, he's, like, been through it, but I love that he had been through it personally. Yeah. And his priority was to like protect his friends from his the knowledge family, that he was upset. That yeah. what he believed in, morality. Yeah. yeah. He's a good person. He is. Even if he is uppity and angsty and depressed. Well, you know, we can't always control that. No. Mm, it's true. Um, no, I loved that. That was great. Awesome. I'm glad you liked it. Ugh. So, Liz, I'm really excited for your angsty story. Yeah. Uh, I have. I think you'll enjoy it. It's a bit of a... You know, a bit of a twist on the genre of angst. Ooh, a twist. A twist. Oh, okay, good. Well, I hope that yours really explores um, how depressed someone can be as a mutant. I mean, what would X-Men be if not an exploration of mutant how depression? Dep- <laughs> mutant depression. Awesome. Okay, well, um, friends champions mutants out there mm. um if you want to read our fan fictions you can find them on wattpad now yeah and you can find them on archive of their own mm-hmm. our own archive our own. of Ar- our, our own. own of our own um and you can find them of course on fanfiction.net mm-hmm. and you can follow us at world stealers everywhere where you would have something after the at sign um you can email us at world stealers at gmail.com yep and um <laughs> And that was Franklin, who really wants you to rate and review our podcast. (laughs) And we're making, we're incentivizing some ratings and some reviews. Guys, you leave us a review. And in that review, you tell us what kind of fan fiction you would like us to write for you. Oh, my God. And we will rate that. We will write you a minific. And then we'll have some special episodes with a little minific for a tiny army. So please rate and review us. If you are one of the people that have already left us an amazing review and you still want a minific because you feel it's your due. Email and you us. didn't know about the bargain. Email, email us. We'll do it. We'll yeah. do it. Or tweet we, at us we or promise. DM us on Instagram. I don't know. Just like get in touch. We're very available. Yes. <laughs> Truly we are. <laughs> um, and until next time, until next episode where we're reliving the our X-Men franchise that we're here in. Hide your kids. Hide your world. Hide your worlds. Because we're coming for them. We're coming. We're coming. Here we come. Heaven. I'm in heaven. And my heart beats so that I can hardly speak And I seem to find the happiness I see